five, four, three, two, one, boom. Welcome to the Wakan TV. Did you ever, oh, because, well, I guess the answer is kind of obvious because we've also spoken about it before. Like I never really thought this far ahead. I wanted to start a label for various reasons that we touched on last time. And I guess now we're going to try to go deeper in that, but never would have had thought that we would cross well over 200 releases now yeah, what are we we're at? at like two 230 somewhere around there that's somehow so it's awesome no it is impressive <laughs> in a dope way i feel like it goes back to the legacy aspects of trying to leave the world a little bit better and more cool and interesting flavorful than when we found it which is probably the first reason to why i wanted to become an artist even to to start with you know yeah yeah i actually i i definitely want to dig into that and kind of lean in on it so you know wakan yeah what the fuck is it yeah what is it what does it exactly mean to you to me, Wakan is a community and a portal for freeform art. And by keeping it a little bit uh, vague, it allows us to add elements to it. Because if I only said it's a record label for electronic dance music, which it also is, but then that wouldn't really encompass the whole big picture. I think like at the wheelhouse or maybe even the engine of everything is really the way that we work with our artists, which is more of a, I mean, it's a, it's a business, but it's also a collectivist mindset of all boats rise with the tide that we're trying to strengthen both our infrastructure through making more connections with people who are distributors or who can market or whatever it is, do awesome artwork, make clothes, and then distribute those means uh, in terms of connections and whatnot with all our people. Yeah. And it should also be said, uh, before I forget it, that it also takes a lot of responsibility in terms of like who are we actually turning toward who are we trying to promote and work with because you can't work with everyone because again you can only give what you have so we have limited resources that is something that is tricky to gauge and also something that i think about with your job because your day today is also you're an artist manager yeah that's what you've been the longest and maybe a question for you like how is that just something you get better at with time it's just an interesting um, quandary how to sort of sniff out success or people's trajectory potential trajectory you know <laughs> if i knew i mean that's uh, i would be making a lot more money you know that's why children are so beautiful because they hold all the potential you know and why they need to be protected at all costs but then as an adult, what do we do with it? And, and you know, it's not always so obvious. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, I agree. I, I, it's, it's a, it's definitely a labor of love. Um, but I think, you know, you're the one who started the label as we learned. I previously was not necessarily a believer in the label, like we spoke about, Last time, um, not because I had doubts about what, um, how that would maybe affect what you're doing as an artist, but more about the fact that like, what would it become and where would it go? Most artist labels, at least from my experience or that I've seen, usually kind of stall out somewhere. And why do you think that is? Because I have it's, a theory. It's hard. For yeah, one. it is very difficult to run a label. And secondly, or maybe firstly, as an artist, um, I think it's easy because it's being an 
artist, meaning being a touring artist or a music producer. I mean, that's my main job that sort of drives everything else and brings attention to Wakan too. So that's a full-time job in itself. And I think it's it's easy for an artist to start thinking of the label just serving themselves. So you would use that as a vehicle to release your own things. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, maybe once in a while you release someone else so that it makes yourself look bigger. And that's not at all really how we went in looking at the Wakan yeah. piece. In, in fact, I, I've i never enjoyed necessarily being the center of attention or the biggest person. That's not really the case at all. It's more like a collectivist. We're, we're not trying to build one tower. We're trying to build a village, yeah. expand well, horizontally. And, sort and of I think speak. like your original question is why are people not more successful is is i think artists are naturally and inherently a bit selfish um gotta be almost yeah and and i definitely think that there's a time and a place for that but i think it's really tricky for an artist to kind of step outside of themselves and you know I don't want to say focus or look at what other people are doing because the grass is always greener. There's always somebody doing some cool shit. Uh, But more about like how they can help serve that person's success as much as their own. And if they empower this person, will that in return make it so that they are maybe not as successful or um, they're not going to get the same benefits and the same great things that maybe other said x y and z person might get and i think that's why you see um a lot of artist ran labels not necessarily always fire on all cylinders because it for one it takes a lot of energy and it takes a lot of hard work and if you're going to put forth that hard work naturally you want to put that into your own business um and your own brand but in addition to that it also kind of in a way goes against the grain of like the mindset of like focusing on your own stuff to um, help serve other people. And I think that that's oftentimes why um, a lot of artists ran labels kind of stall out. And, you know, that's, that's really what I want to kind of like touch on. I think that this, you know, we need to kind of like analyze the label and kind of take a step back and, you know, talk about kind of the history of how we got to this place, talk about um, where it all kind of came from, talk about like the meaning of even Wakan and where that came from, because I think that that's pretty interesting stuff. And, and, and I would even venture to say there's probably a decent amount of it that I don't necessarily know. So, you know, I think where I'd like to kind of start is just kind of talking about you know, when we briefly kind of skimmed the surface on this last time, but talk about really like where the label started, why the name Wakan, what the fuck does Wakan even mean? Where did that come from? Well, it, the word basically translates to the female God or the female essence of God. And it's a word that I picked to honor my mentor Swifter who I was an apprentice under in different arts uh, f- funny enough both martial arts and then uh, becoming a medicine man uh, it's a path I'm still on but he unfortunately passed and it was at the time where my mentor passed that I well I guess I went into a crisis and a depression in terms of, you know, both losing someone I dearly loved, uh, but also losing my clear sight of my own path. Because at that time I was working as a martial arts instructor mostly and also touring on the side, but really I was building myself and teaching myself how to be a strong leader and what was this was this here stateside was this in sweden like where? this was in arizona okay where i moved over from sweden on a visa uh to study martial arts um 
and that's how me and Swifter met. Uh, Swift how did you guys get connected? Via an ex-girlfriend of mine found out about Swifter, and I went and visited him, and we clicked, and then he helped me with also the fact that I've been studying martial arts previously to put together a visa for me to come over and study slash teach and then shortly uh, very shortly thereafter i was already proficient enough to start helping teaching classes and stuff simultaneously i went to college university for psychology and did a whole bunch of stuff but a lot of it was just character building building myself and so one of the things that really stuck with me um, from Swifter's teachings, not the but martial art has both like a, f a physical but also a very spiritual side. So you're talking about the tiger, which is your masculine, outgoing, exerting force in the world, but also the sage or the dragon, which is how you work internally with yourself, right? So so those two things goes hand in hand uh, sort of uh, personal growth aspects and then uh, very hard physical training you know athletic training punching and kicking and all the things I, and, all the things i don't do whatsoever. but yes but but uh but it, it, it just stuff that i've always i've always tried to build my own character and funny enough it's usually done through pretty harsh environments you know like swifter was a hard teacher uh but that's you know kind of throw me into the fire approach and just make it work but it taught me a lot of things one thing that stuck with me though going back to the name choice of wakan was what what he spoke about the sacred law of everything is born by woman sparked by the masculine and nothing should be done to harm the children and the extension of that was the two sort of polarizing forces the feminine the introspective creative quality and then the masculine the um, tonal worldly practical qualities and then the um, essence of that would then be the feminine wakan and the masculine sasquan and then when they marry and merge they create Wakan Tanka, which is translated roughly into the great spirit, which is what he saw as God, basically, the, the Godhead, the deity, the mysterious so, sum of everything that we don't know what it is, right? So that was basically, I guess, the the titling of the label of Wakan and Susquan was in a roundabout way to honor. Because, yes. So, and it felt fitting because the essence of the creative force, the, the energy that gives birth to new artists, to new talent, that would be Wakan. It felt so fitting because it's such a positive, um, clean energy. Right. And let's not also forget, just on a different note, that I tried probably 300 names before and so on when I drew the symbol. Uh, and a lot of domains are taking a lot of names. You're like, you think you come up with a good idea? Chances are someone came mm -hmm. up with it for you. So Wakan was also kind of a resort because it was deeply personal and kind of a strange word that no one else had ever used plus that i spelled it differently so no one has actually ever used the word as it's spelled and it doesn't have to be a native american thing necessarily either well it's, it's not that i'm trying to in any way capitalize on that culture as much as honor my fallen brother and mentor that had such a deep impact on me explain that to me because i still have not completely connected the dots about how this dude from sweden all of a sudden comes to america starts this record label with uh you know does martial arts but then yet has you know seemingly this very spiritual kind of label branded idea like how do you weave that all together explain that to me 
that's just who I am. Uh, from my point of view, I'm a perfectly normal person making uh, reasonable choices based on the hand that I'm given. But many times in my life have I been met by that, like, how is that even possible? But I don't really see things like that. Mm-hmm. I want to do something, I do it. So uh, probably the biggest step of everything then was to uproot my life in Sweden. I did it when I was 27, 28. But Funny enough, that's when you really become a grown-up, according to neuropsychology, when the brain is fully formed and, yeah. you know, that's when men uh, statistically stop doing crime and dumb shit and everyone grows <laughs> up. So at that point, I knew that for the kind of maybe not the most common path that I wanted to walk making this type of music, America was really the land of opportunity. Then, funny enough, it wasn't even music. It was the martial art. And I even put music on the shelf for a while. But similarly with with music or with martial arts, so many more opportunities. I was already traveling with music before I moved to America. So I had already visited America and I had already learned the differences. In America, people have an impeccable work ethic. And so a lot more things happen here and a lot faster. Yeah. You know, that's one of the strengths of America. Plus, it's a melting pot of all cultures. So you get the best of, you know. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it's an awesome thing that different cultures come together and improve each other. And we can use different things to our advantages. Do you vividly remember when you were like yeah i'm gonna call it this and this is what this symbol is going to look like and represent well like i said i went i went there wasn't my first name choice but now it seems like a very obvious good name choice i guess like sometimes you look far and wide for things and then you find the best thing very close to heart and so i went through a bunch of maybe more conventional record label names you know whatever that would be I wrote down lists and then searched and a lot of things were taken. But then when I really started thinking about it, Wakan seemed like a good name. Yeah. You, you got to have a name to start. So that's really all I can say about it. But it does have a personal, very deep personal meaning. And, and the meaning is really the female essence of God. Is there anything that is super representative with the name corresponding with the actual image of the triangles and yeah symbology has always interested me and also to a certain degree you know the occult mystery sorcery and uh, i've always been fascinated by and always been reading you know since i was a child books but lights are sorcery and dark sorcery and very quickly realized that they use the same stuff, but just with a different intent behind it, you know? So symbology taps into that of um, folk, the, the eyes and the mind focusing on something and the intent behind it. And I wanted a symbol that really represented something very light, inclusive, enlightenment, self-growth, success, and so based on the books and the paths I've been walking previously in my life or symbology is one of the tools, I put together something that I thought was just the essence of the lightest thing I could think of. And that's the symbol I came up with. You know, there's elements of that symbol that are crooked. Huh? There's elements of that symbol that are crooked. A fan pointed that out to us. Oh, yeah, that, that I was like 42 pixels off there. I, like this perfect. must have been fixed by now, right? No. It's okay, not. so it's still like... It's, well, it, well, it, but maybe it, that taps into the... I think it's imperfect for a reason. I, I think we actually had this conversation Well, it's because about... I was clumsy, but it, if you <laughs> want to go deeper with it, yes, like nothing is ever perfect. And 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 I have to... So I'm a rigid perfectionist in a lot of things that I do and... You know this very well with me, second-guessing, overanalyzing person. But somehow, yeah, even though my best efforts, 42 pixels off. So 
but it still works. Totally. And so I guess that's the learning well, there. People but, are crazy enough to get a tattooed on them. I think it works. I'm impressed someone even noticed. Yeah. No, I, I forget who it was, but there was some dude that said something. I was like, Maybe yeah, that says more about them than it says about me. I appreciated the commentary. So, yeah. I mean, I think that there's something to that. But, you know, so let me ask this like, I'm not a graphics designer, but it's one of those things. I think I spoke a little bit to this earlier, but, but, um, Sometimes it's better to act. Yeah. And it's nothing wrong. Like no one, it's not bad to fail even. And most people who have succeeded have also learned to be really good at failing. I'm one of those people. Always been an underdog. I didn't even have an easy time with martial arts either. I wasn't like some, you know, super talented child prodigy in that whatsoever. In fact, like I was pretty small statured and nervous and martial art helped with that but it was not like a straightforward journey neither was learning anything that i consider myself being half decent at today it's just taking takes time time and and effort and, and something though maybe we speak to later on this episode more in depth but but work ethic and willpower outworking people you don't you know what i'm saying it's just sheer determination sometimes that makes the difference so in terms of designing the symbol and being 42 pixels off uh, at least i designed a symbol and now we have a label because of it and sometimes it's better to think like that and to get hung up on small little things like yeah. <laughs> like that you know but even though i'm an expert and those things too so you, you it's a fine balance between like overthinking stuff but rather overthink something than underthink it maybe too or underthink it and overthink but, it so much that it doesn't do anything and, and move and that has probably happened to all of us at some point in life where you kind of just like kill an idea on the drawing board but a lot of times it's good to give it a, give it a shot worst things that can happen is that it was it will just fall like a card house in and itself yeah so you come, you come and you're like, yo, little bro, I'm going to start this record label. And I'm like, yeah, definitely don't do that. It's a terrible idea. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Then we start rolling some of your releases out. What was, I mean, I think, and I could be wrong here, but I, I think our first release other than just your music was the first Tales of Wakan compilation. I mean, as I recall, I could be uh, wrong there. I'm a little rusty. You can actually fact check this on your laptop. So why don't you do that? But I think it was Nomad. And then we did Nanopulse, which is a HDF friend from Sweden. I basically just tapped into my friend group in the beginning and people who, I guess we call it goodwill, people that would do me favors and people who would help me put this together for a very, very low budget. Um, but, uh, then we also did that compilation yeah and it was just people that i admired slash knew some people who also felt sort of realistic to reach out to because they were already in my sphere you know what i'm saying right um that's also a thing that you don't approach people that are already exclusive or working with other people necessarily in this industry you know you've got to be gentle and nice with everyone and you know all about those things but so i mean it started from a very small little pool of people and then i guess what what was different too that maybe we should speak about is the fact that we've never really accepted demos and that was something i decided very early it's like we don't want music sent to us we're scouts and we're gonna yeah why why is that like what's your what's your philosophy there um it's the since we build artists, we don't just look at a song in a vacuum. It's a bigger picture of, is this person driven? Are they already out here touring? Uh, where do they live? Is is this someone in deep mountains of the Himalaya somewhere that we don't know? How are we going to help this person? You know what I'm saying? Like, it needs to be... Um, on as many levels as possible realistic to actually do something of value for this person because it's not just about slinging out a record this is a bigger picture we like working with people not at all necessarily exclusively but under a long period of time so we have time to build learn how the person works learn what it's not the same you know more about this than me but like what works for each artist 
you know, for example, for myself, I sell a lot of tickets and play a lot of shows, but there are other artists who have way more impressive Spotify numbers than me. You know what I'm saying? And that might be totally vice versa for another person. So trying to find like, where do this person fit in? And so that's like a, a much bigger picture where if we can start looking and, and it's also a lot about the person, as you know, like we want to yeah. work with good, kind people who have the right intent behind what, what they do. Of course, talent is super important too. And to a large degree, talent comes or perceived talent comes out of just like a lot of work to learn how to make music really well. You know, that's a steep learning trestle to begin with. It's definitely a discipline that you need, I'd say, years to perfect in most cases. Yeah. Or if it, it never even gets perfect. Uh, yeah, I don't, but I, so, don't, I don't think I know so, an artist so that getting, is super content with what and, they've done. And, and now we have such a huge network that today we do get sent a lot of music from a lot of people, but most of those are, re, you know, returning uh, friends that we have worked with before. Yeah. Um, and, and then, of course, since we're bigger and our email addresses and everything is out, we also get the, un, the what do you call it? Unsolicited, Unsolicited yeah. music, which it's not that I mind, but I also don't want to have this, like, I never committed to getting all this music and being forced to listen to it and write feedback and blah, blah, blah. But that's not my job. That's not what, I, what I'm trying to do, be like a music reviewer. Uh it's more about finding the right opportunities out of all the opportunities to pick the right one to help uh, a real person, a human, and treat them as such in the best way we possibly can, you know? Yeah. So and that's why, like, demos just felt like very impersonal, sort of, and not really the best way of even gauging how an artist is going to do. Because it's, yeah. it's, it's not even like... It, it, it all fits into a bigger picture, you know, and sometimes even like, you would probably agree with this, you see someone live and it's like, oh my God, and it's like so dope stage presence and it's like, I mean, you know, it's going to work and like, we're all a work in progress. Yeah. Some people, like for myself, for example, I was horrible on the mic and, and immigrant speaking broken English. So that's something I've had, I've had to work on even wanting to turn it on, you know? And so, but you can learn things when we start from different vantage points you know yeah so what exactly like you know we the label itself doesn't necessarily accept demos but like what exactly is it that you feel that makes somebody let's just say a wakan type artist well it starts with the music for me i'm an artist and and i definitely I mean, it's, it's, I think that's also maybe changed a little bit from the very start. I wanted to be a healthy alternative to what was already out there as opposed to flooding the, at the time, sort of rich traps slash hard dubstep market. So initially I was looking for artists who did more of a free form, maybe a little more melodic or a little deeper, a little different in some way or the other but i don't think that's necessarily true anymore i feel like now our sound that we sort of broke through and helped pioneer uh which is in in its way uh mutation of a bunch of other genres slop together um is so well known and been bussing for years that maybe waconically has a sound i guess that when we found that we what kind of sort of has a sound it's just grown into that that's when we started sasquan for the more chill out like down tempo relaxing or slash melodic vibey organic music you know so obviously talking about you know the the label what we're looking for in set artists like we've touched on you know maybe what some of the identifiers are for acts that we're currently looking for uh, versus um, some that we're not. And that kind of plays into the whole demo thing. Um, you know, I, I think like from my perspective, like I'm a manager first and foremost. And 
what I'm looking for in a client, I think is also parallel to what we're looking for in artists to sign. Um, nobody wants to attach their, their brand to an act that's not going anywhere. Um, we're looking for artists that are growing exponentially, that are out touring, that are playing shows, that are releasing really cool tunes. But then at the core of that, I honestly believe that um, good people fundamentally make good music. And I think, you know, with kind of the history of Wakan, without getting into it too deep, that's oftentimes things that um, you kind of experience and grow through. Maybe people, you know, change and what their wants are in a label and what who they are as a person also kind of change. Um, and, you know, kind of thinking through like what it is we're looking to sign, um, that kind of changes over the course and the trajectory of an artist and as they grow. Um, so, you know, maybe the people that in theory we started working with changed who they were. But that's fine. And that's very natural. And it's just cool to be a part for some time in a person's journey toward greater things. You know, the it's like uh, just because a relationship changes or ends doesn't mean it wasn't worth anything. And that's, I think, a better way to, to look at those things. Um, let's not just forget the simple thing of like working with good people is so much easier when there is trust and goodwill from both angles and yeah. how easy it is to move and how much faster it goes. And I think that's one of our advantages that we've mostly worked with people we're friends with. So I, I think that's like an advice somewhere that I totally disagree with that uh, shouldn't mix friendship and business, but actually mixing friendship and business where you from both sides have like honesty and integrity and want to make the best out of it i think we've been very lucky with that for most part you know yeah there's been a definitely a couple hiccups that have kind of reared its ugly head yeah um, because, but that's but it's also kind of natural that you know you you come in on with your best foot forward and then you slowly but surely learn more about the person's like any relationship uh family or even romantic relationships are sort of similar you start to discover who the person is as you you know progress further yeah and so of course we've run into a couple of people that we were not compatible with or who somehow maybe changed a little bit once success um dug its ugly claw into them you know it is uh, you know being an artist and going back to like being self-absorbed it takes a lot to then you got to dig really deep in yourself to find those gems and the music and stuff and maybe that's where it starts and then it becomes a bubble and you get all these accolades and then drugs and you know if you're a man pretty women or vice versa i mean there's like so many temptations you know so that maybe that should be added too and something that i for sure have learned to look for a lot more like how is this person like wired are they like addicted to shit are they you know what's really going on here yeah and that and, came and out of like some PS ptsd of not realizing maybe all the time who i was dealing with and um I mean, losing people over it or becoming just like really awkward looking at how their career is progressing where mm -hmm. I'm like, what have I brought into the world a little bit? You know, yeah. so that's a responsibility too and something that I've had to take a very close look at myself and kind of landed in. Uh, it's been tough emotionally, but also like you got to just like man up and figure out like how to move forward. And I've done that through, I feel like, I'm vetting people way harder today. Yeah, and and I think it's also, you know, with artists, there is um, every artist has to take accountability of their own actions as well, and I think then that kind of pushes out to the label and their management, their agents, and so forth. And if it doesn't start at that fundamental place of the artist 
and that person taking accountability for the things that they do and who they are, then of course it's going to potentially be toxic throughout because you know they're not taking accountability for what they can if it's one thing i've really learned through living my life is that you don't ever get away with anything ever like just very broad strokes it's like just don't fuck around and that is so important it's like no amazing music or anything in the world is going to save you for a rotten person yeah and you know i guess i've even said this on stage a few things i don't at times i don't have to be like the most smart or talented but i want to be the kindest the most caring and it also seems to be i at least that i think that's what i care about the most obviously if you're going to run a business and it's going to be based on art art needs to be good and you're going to be a pragmatic business owner and not mess that up either you know but morals is like way more important than you would think, especially in the long run. Yeah, totally. Uh, I mean, there's, and it goes back to artists being accountable to their actions of what they do and what they say and understanding that, you know, you're on stage and people look up to you and holding that responsibility high. And, you know, I, I can't always necessarily say that we've signed always the coolest or the freshest or whatever kind of act but the majority with the exception of a handful are people that you know we're legitimately friends with and believe in and just because they missed up doesn't necessarily mean that they should be cast aside if that continues to happen and it becomes a pattern then at that point you have to make choices um but after it's all said and done you know i think you know we've really kind of released a lot of cool records and we've been able to build a lot of different people. And with that, like, let me ask this, like, when did you, and I don't know, maybe there's not a time, but when did you really kind of understand that Wakan was actually something that was like, holy shit, this is totally working. I, I, I was so buried in it <clears throat> and very focused on just working and helping people that I took a long time. And I don't know if I still, I don't really think like that. I don't think that type of thinking is. Well, surely you have to acknowledge that this investment that you're making with people and the label and the brand at some point is like worth doing yes but i changed my goals all the time like one of my first music goals was to get one of my songs on a vinyl that was like at one point that was like my highest goal that i had with my music you know what i'm saying when i was like 14 or 15 or something but then once you reach there you gotta set new goals so i'm never here settler i think we can do a lot better i want this to be working way better is you know if you want to know the truth but but i i, I think the the coolest thing it is really cool when you can and it's not necessarily about money but it is about like when you when i see that we've been able to help people live off of their art and then the extension of that 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 person does a really good responsible job with that so they feed a larger community and then you put all those pieces together and that's where i feel like wow i'm just this little swedish guy from a fishing village that somehow uh, managed to tap into this large it's like flower petals and they all belong to the same beautiful flower and like that makes me happy and and when i saw that i know i keep seeing it you know uh, one, one part that's like kind of maybe lame to even bring up here but that that's probably um the fashion the clothes that we make and that people love so much and just seeing people come almost like dressed like in our collective armor is a really good feeling. That's yeah. th- that's one of the things where I can just like say, wow, okay, this is making an impact. And these are so vibrant, beautiful people also wearing it. So it feel- makes me proud of being part of that community and being one of the seeds for that to even happen in the first place. So you know? what was, I mean, like what is what's sort of like the biggest difference that you've seen or maybe that we've talked about 
in the changes of the last few years from when this label started to where we're currently at now? Uh, a lot a lot of things and i think like um if you talk about like challenges you know because it's like it, it, it it's like life is like a computer game it's scaling so as i level up as a performer or come to a different tier on you know billing or whatever on a festival or the label start getting more traction and us working with bigger artists or putting on bigger events um you know, like the 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 means, our funds, our our possibility to do do great things are greater. But so is the risk, and the, you know, it's like computer game. Now the enemies can fly and shoot lasers, but you have some magical abilities too. So it kind of evens out. Right. It never really gets easier. Have you noticed? And maybe thankfully so. It's like there's at least like I I don't know. I, I I'm much rather busy than sitting around being lazy i'm not that type of person so i'm sort of grateful that it keeps scaling and the challenges keep changing you know first it was like how can we get a good distributor how can we even get anyone interested and in how can we even make anyone wanting to come to our shows and now it's a little bit different you yeah. know for me personally is to keep track of everything and i think with the scaling responsible growth going back to like now we have so many requests and it's like almost every day someone hits me up and want to collab with me or they want to release on wakan or they want to get on a show or they want to get on a festival it's a huge responsibility and it's impossible to pick everyone i think when the first time that i was like i had that aha moment of like oh wow this this actually might like become a thing we were in pontiac michigan and we had just released peekaboo's first record and he's from detroit originally and we had flown him in as a surprise guest oh. and being able to see him he popped up with you during your set he gave him 15 minutes to play his EP because, you know, he wasn't even on the lineup. And then kind of seeing that energy that Matt pushed out and like kind of like watching from behind the stage, like just being like, holy shit, like we just put out this record. He is now going absolutely berserk to all these fans. The show was sold out and I was like, that was, I think, the time that I was like, It's cool. Wow. It's also a good oh, example like, of, of someone we worked with and who we love very much, but who is also doing other things, and it's just cool to be a part of their journey. Yeah. I think that's why it works. Yeah. To, to be honest there. I, I, and, but yeah, that, that's a good moment. Yeah, I, I think it's been interesting to see a lot of the first that, um, have been kind of created from, you know, our humble means, if you will. Because, you know, what the labels, you, me, Chloe, yeah. Kendall. So, uh, and that might be like, you know, I don't know how much more time we have to talk about this, but to, 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 to start rapping, like then it is about, you know, being able to delegate to a certain degree at the point that we're at now where we have to like make the team a lot bigger. So today... I'm not even head A&R anymore. I mean, most things I have a veto or music passes through me, but you and Chloe are practically running the label on a day-to-day. -day. Yeah. In the beginning, I was like meticulously going through every garment, every design. You remember all this? And I was super picky and I had so much comment. And today, I'm just like, yep, awesome. You know, it's something that's been really cool for me to see is like amazing people pop up and used to fill this place and and in fact like freeing up that's why we can do the podcast for example because right. otherwise i would have had to sit and do all these other things that now people smarter than me are actually executing on a higher level um so in a way like that's the interesting uh, dichotomy of, of 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 life i guess is the 
it also sort of gets easier over time. We we are doing more on a higher level and speaking to a larger demographic of people. You just need more good people. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, it's interesting too because I think like this is the first time ever since Wakan has started that we've almost not seen as much growth in bass music. And it's not that it's not out there. It is. But um, with needing to be a lot more selective about what type of people that we're working with and trying to do something that's still genre bending and progressing forward, you know, with the pandemic, there hasn't been these years for a lot of artists to grow. It's been hard. I mean, I, it's I think been really interesting to see kind of like this, like almost like I don't want to say falling off. No, but it's natural because like the pandemic, you know, like in order to be, it takes a little bit of balls to decide to be an artist and live off of your own art and to right. come to that. And I think like taking a risk such as that is probably way harder for people to take during these last two years with just like paying the rent or whatever, you know, you right. got to get a warrior never sacrifices the tonal world. So like when things get tough, you got to get tougher and you got to be responsible. So I don't think like then like being an artist living off of music, that seems like such a luxury almost. It's going to come back. Yeah, definitely. And also, I mean, like it's simultaneously stronger than ever. We're bigger and stronger than ever. And a lot of other people are too, but we haven't seen as much new. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I also think that too, it's like because of what has happened, you're now starting to see a lot more offshoots of all these different labels um, where people have said, you know what, fuck the man, I'm going to take it on myself and do it. And I think that that's a great thing to, it's awesome, you to know? see. And it's yeah. very inspiring to see, you know, Chloe do her stuff with Odyssey and Jesse do his stuff with Cyclops. And, you know, unfortunately, like in the, in the midst of that, you also see things like Never Say Die recently you know announcing that they were going to be shutting down but, but wasn't that sort of uh didn't i i did not look into this but what i heard was that we accomplished everything we set out to do and yeah. we want to do other things i mean like that's like i'd say best case scenario yeah and you know i think it's cool that they could identify that and you know kind of meaning like be if, okay with you know i mean the label like, was awesome and i yeah. think was good that was my point that it's not that something went horribly wrong right, right. it was just time to but move every, on everything has them, like this natural progression of like things of like either they're going to move into other v various arenas or they're going to say hey we set out to achieve this thing and you know they did and you know fucking a i i think we're in a better place because they existed absolutely um, that's, and, and they I think put that's out it. some very uh, fundamental records for our community to even be able to you know be in this place i was played a lot could, of their stuff yeah you know and, it, and it's cool to see them go out with such grace and integrity and all those people are great you know people um some of which i know and some of which i don't know as well but you know i, I think it's uh, it's their path. And, you know, I, I, I think that there's probably going to be somebody else that comes in and kind of fills that void. And For and, sure. Uh, That's the beauty with humans and evolution. Have we answered every everything about how Khan was, came about? Um, we set out to yeah. do? No, I, I, I think that we have. I think... So now you, you know, mentioned it to me before we started. That's what you were going to get through. Yeah, I, so I, I want to make sure I think we... the, biggest, the biggest thing that I kind of wanted to, you know encompass here is that you know there's a lot of people that come from all different places and some of which maybe know the history and some of which don't um and you know to understand kind of how this all kind of started i think will lay a foundation of understanding of where we're going to go you know and i think having that history not necessarily just from maybe an interview of like this short little segment that you answered a question one time four years ago about uh but hearing to hearing you to be able to kind of expand on that, I think is super informative. Um, but you know, look, I, I think probably like the, the biggest two kind of touch points that I wanted to kind of like maybe close with one, what do we stand for? 
what's our purpose with this label? And then two, what do we believe in and where we're going to go? We even have a mission statement. Well, you need to tell me that because I feel like I should know that. You do know that. You're in part writing it. And we've been speaking about expanding said mission statement and making it even more eloquent. But we build artists and our goal is to promote aspiring artists of freeform music so far but now i almost want to say since i you know maybe the mission statement needs to be expanded because now we're also promoting merch artists like clothing artists you know what i'm saying yeah and help our thriving collective grow even more and there are so many different that's the cool thing coming up with new ways to speak to people this being one of them the actual podcast you know being on stage being in people's homes in terms of collectibles and clothes when i wake up in the morning and i have awesome things to wear and i look around and have beautiful things on my walls i'm in a better mood it's like maybe it seems like it's like it's not on one end maybe it's stuff but on the other hand like it's our little power objects you know it's, it's moments and that's how I work as a person. So I want to provide it in people's lives. What did I miss here? I think that is a great summary. But you know, it's like being a musician and an artist is like, yeah, you stand there playing some silly songs for people. But if you look at the impact it really has, it's a healing ceremony when we have a show. And it really has a very deep effect on people and helps them vent. I think that's maybe the other thing with the pandemic that people didn't have a chance to do like vent in a good way i think you said something about that earlier too i mean there's a good and a bad way to do it yeah and if you have that's a beautiful thing with the ceremony where you live something out and then after the ceremony you have a period of integration where you bring it all back and then you continue your life as a human being on a more sacred path so to speak i mean that's what i want to provide for people and it comes through all different things that on the surface level might seem silly a sick drop you know yeah but well, who, are you, who are you to say what but the effect right. you know it, it goes without saying i mean you just look at it it's obvious that people need it or music for romantic dinners and music to drive your car to or music to sleep to and music to rage to and get those energies out and i think that's and that's what we try to provide too you know if we talk about the actual art yeah awesome all righty well let's wrap this episode yeah it's been fun let's do more um wakan tv signing off take care 